When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Old the Pain podcast. It is Monday, July 18th. It is 2022, the Joe Beningo Old the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tires, and by KZ Sports Marketing. We're at the All-Star break in baseball. We'll get a little breakdown of the first half of the season. Both the Mets and Yankees sitting in first place. Uh, as uh, we go to the break, uh, six Yankees to the All-Star game, four Mets to the All-Star game, and uh, we'll get into all that uh, as we go on. The Yankees winning yesterday over the Red Sox, beat them up 13-2, to two, take two out of three from Boston at the stadium over the weekend. The Mets lose to the Cubs, tough loss to the Cubs. They lost 3-2, to two, uh, but did take three out of four uh, in Chicago uh, from the Cubs. Uh, the Mets leading the uh, – NL East by two and a half, three in a loss column over the Braves, who finally lost the game yesterday, uh, losing to the Washington Nationals and the Yankees, whatever they are, 13 and a half, 14 games up in the American League East with the uh, best record in baseball. We'll get into all that, but I want to start out. I want to get, I want to start with the Open Championship, the British Open yesterday, tremendous theater at St. Andrews. I mean, it really doesn't get any better than that. As Cam Smith, Cameron Smith, uh, wins the 150th Open Championship. He wins the Claret Jug. And re- what a great performance. You know, I in a way, you feel bad for Rory McIlroy because it looked like this was going to be McIlroy's tournament. I mean, it really did. He comes into the final round, tied with uh, Victor Hovland at 16 under par, four shots ahead of Cam Smith, four shots ahead of, of uh, uh, Cam Young as well, the kid from Tarrytown who uh, played great, wound up eagling the last hole to finish just a shot behind Cam Smith in second place at 19 under. But really, to me, the story is Cam Smith just took this tournament away from from uh, Rory, Tiger, from Rory. And it wasn't that Rory played that bad yesterday. The problem was he just could not make a birdie putt. I think he two-putted every green yesterday, struck the ball very well. You know, really, he hit the ball well all day. but. You know, Cam Smith just would not be denied. Cam Smith birdies the first five holes on the back nine. He was making putt after putt after putt. And he just basically took this tournament away. There's really no other way to say it. I mean, I you can't even look at like one defining moment or one, you know, one place where Rory really screwed it up because that that was not the case. Victor Hovland, it wasn't his day yesterday. He fell back. I think he finished two. Two games, uh, excuse me, two shots over par yesterday. But Camp Smith goes out and shoots a freaking eight under 64 to win the tournament on the last day, on the Sunday. I mean, you just can't say enough about that. And you kind of feel bad for McElroy. You know, it's been eight, eight years now since Rory won a major. You know, you go all the way back to the PGA he won. I believe that it was uh, at Valhalla down in Kentucky eight years ago. So... You know, it's been a while for Rory, and it, like I said, it looked like this was going to be his tournament, and Camp Smith 
just took it away from him. So uh, had to be a very disappointing day yesterday for Rory McIlroy. You know he wanted to win at St. Andrews and all of that, but uh, at the end of the day, it just didn't happen. And, you know, Cameron Smith from Australia, he's one of the top players in the, in the world now. I mean, he's right there in the top five. You know, if you ask me who the top five is, I have to think about it. Scotty Scheffler would certainly be in there. I'd put Rory in there. I'd put Cameron Smith in there. The other two guys I got to think about a little bit, you know, maybe Xander Shoffley, who's been red hot. Maybe he moves into this. This kid from Tarrytown, Cam Young, man, he's been – he's on a roll. I mean, this guy's playing terrific golf. You know, it's tough to tough to quantify right now who would be, you know, who you look at the, as the top five players in the world. John Rahm, got to look at him somewhere in that, in that mix. I mean, he hasn't really won too much. He did win uh, a tournament earlier in the year. You know, you got to look at it at a guy like him. Uh, you know, like I said, I mentioned Rory in there. I think you got to put him in, in there. Uh, Dustin Johnson played well yesterday. Do I put him in the top five right now? I don't know. I think he wound up finishing 13 under par, whatever it was, at the Open Championship yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, these are the guys you got to talk about going forward. Justin Thomas, obviously, Matthew Fitzpatrick, JT, who won the PGA, Fitzpatrick, who won the U.S. Open. So it's it, it's a lot of guys, but you know, great performance by Cameron Smith, who becomes only the second guy. How about this? This is hard to believe. The only other player to win the Open Championship and the players in the same year, because Cam Smith won the players this year, uh, you know, down at Sawgrass, was Jack Nicholas. He's the only other guy to do that. Not even Tiger did it. Uh, so quite the exclusive company for Cam Smith winning the players and the uh, Open Championship in the same year. So he's had a terrific year. Remember, he won at Kapalua earlier, the first uh, tournament of the year. Camp Smith won there as well. So, you know, he's right up there. Uh, and what a performance he put on yesterday. Like I said, I mean, the putting, just crazy. He was making every putt. And, uh, you know, congratulations to him as uh, he wins his first ever major, the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. You know, before we go, and, and to me, the golf season is over now. You know, that's it. You know, don't don't try to sell me the uh, FedEx Cup. To me, that's nonsense. I know they call that the playoffs and all of that. I just, I can't get excited about it. I'm sorry. Just doesn't do it for me. Uh, you know, this is it. Once we finish the final major, to me, that's the end of the golf season. Wake me up in January uh, in Kapalua, you know, in Hawaii, when uh, to me, the season will start again. But, um Quite, uh, quite, quite, quite great theater. Great weekend, uh, you know, uh, in St. Andrews. I kind of feel a little bad for Tiger. You know, Tiger did not make the cut. He finished what was it, nine over par? I think it is for the for the uh, first two rounds that he played. And you could see on Friday that he was having trouble walking. And I think it was very difficult for him because remember he had the afternoon slot the first day and on Thursday. Then he had the quick turnaround in the morning, and I'm sure that didn't help him either. Uh, maybe it's the end of the road for Tiger. Uh, you saw the emotional as he, uh, you know, how emotional it was for him as he walked up the 18th green to the 18th green on Friday. The ovation he got from the crowd, Tiger tearing up and all of that. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll never see Tiger again. I mean, I, this this might be it for him. Uh, this last injury might have, you know, really uh, been the final straw. But uh, it was quite a scene. On Friday as well, uh, with the ovation Tiger got as he got very emotional walking up uh, on 18, uh, even though he did not make the cut on Friday afternoon. So tremendous, tremendous performance by Cam Smith. Feel bad for Rory McIlroy. And again, 
you know, when you look back at this, at the Open Championship in 2022, it wasn't that Rory blew it. You can't say Rory McIlroy choked in any way, shape, or form. This was just a matter of Camp Smith basically taking the tournament away from him. So congratulations uh, to Camp Smith. Great performance by him yesterday. And keep an eye on this kid, Cam Young. Boy, how about this guy? Now, he hasn't won yet, but he's out of Tarrytown, right up here in, in Westchester, uh, you know, uh, Sleepy Hollow Country Club. He finished 19 under par. He, he eagled the 18th hole to get, you know, uh, within within one. And how about him yesterday? Remember, he started the day with Cam Smith tied at 12 under par, and he shot a, a 65 yesterday, seven under, to get himself within one of, uh, of Smith. So, Tremendous, tremendous performance by Cameron Young. Keep an eye on him going forward. Uh, he's going to be heard from in the golf world. All right, Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. Let's get some of the sponsors in here. Now, you know, a week from Friday, a week from this Friday, we will be doing on next January. Or January I keep saying January. <laughs> what do I want to be cold? I mean, what's wrong with me? You know, January, not exactly one of my favorite months of the year where July is. So I should keep remembering that it's July and not freaking January. But with that said, coming up a week from Friday, July 29th, uh, we will be doing our next uh, live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. You want to check it out. It should be outstanding. Uh, Working on some surprises for you for that. So that'll be coming up a week from Friday. And of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know how great it is. My buddy Mike Jones over there, what a great job he does. Uh, Right off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, New Jersey. Check it out. Mike, Herb, TJ, Andre, everybody, all my buddies over there, will be there a week from Friday for our next live podcast. Uh, again, the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. And, of course, don't forget the Anita Discount Tire, my good buddy Ari, my son Johnny. What a great job they do there. Go check them out. Uh, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey. You need tires. You need any work done on your car. Uh, they will take care of you. So check out Anita Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. And, of course, uh, tell them Beningo sent you. Okay. All-Star break 2022. And both New York teams riding high. The Mets in first place in the uh, NL East. Uh, they finished the first half of the season 58-35. and 35, 23 games over 500 in spite of the loss yesterday. Uh, to the Chicago Cubs, tough loss, three to two. Uh, but you got to be thrilled if you're a Met fan. Two and a half game lead in the division over the Braves. They lead by three in the loss column, and you, you know uh, you got to feel good. I mean, in spite of some things that bother you. I mean, look, they still need help in the bullpen. Everybody not named Edwin Diaz, and what a year Diaz has had. I mean, right now, I mean, he's the best closer in baseball. He's on his way to the All Star game, deservedly so. He's been lights out, no doubt about it. But the rest of the bullpen, you got to be concerned about. I think the Mets got to go out and get themselves another arm. Maybe David Robertson, who we saw over the weekend with the Cubs, closed out the game yesterday, had a six-out save. uh, Or I guess he got the win, really, because the Cubs uh, were down 2-1 to going into the eighth inning. But um, he pitched real well in closing the Mets out yesterday. Maybe an audition for him. You know he's going to be available with the terrible year that the Cubs are having. Uh, Former Yankee David Robertson. Maybe that's a guy the Mets – uh, should look at. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you know, you just don't have a lot of confidence in Adam Adovino or Drew Smith, who gave it up yesterday. 
you know, Joely Rodriguez, you know, go right on down the line. Trevor May, if and when he ever comes back. So that's one area you got to be worried with. And I just don't think the Mets hit enough. I mean, you you even look at this series in Chicago. They beat them up on Thursday night, 8 nothing, And then the Mets were extremely fortunate, let's be real, to win that doubleheader on Saturday against the Cubs. I mean, they didn't hit at all. And if it wasn't for some tremendous defense by the Mets in, in you know, and some really great work out of the bullpen, you know, who knows? Because they just did not hit. They were flailing at pitches. They were striking out a lot in that doubleheader, which is something the Mets have not done a lot uh, this year. But they certainly need to upgrade the DH position. Let's be honest. J.D. Davis has had a terrible first half. He stinks. He hit into that game-ending double play yesterday, uh, you know, to uh, uh, end that. And uh, the uh, final out in the Cubs win yesterday over the Mets, hit into the double play as a pinch hitter for Patrick Muzica, which I got to tell you, I didn't understand. I mean, I love Buck. And to me, the biggest move the Mets made in the offseason was bringing Buck Showalter in here. What a job he's done. You know, it's unbelievable having a real professional manager there running the show. He's been great. But why would you, especially against a righty, why wouldn't you let Mazika, who's a left-hand hit, hit? Why did you let – J.D. Davis, is, he's been terrible. Why would you have him pinch hit? You know, Dom Smith wasn't available. He's got an injury to his leg, whatever it is, and he's been terrible too. I mean, Dom Smith. Can you realize that Dom Smith has not hit a home run in over a year? What? What, what the hell happened to this guy? And these have been the guys that have been kind of sharing the DH position, so they got to upgrade there. But answer me this, and I love Buck, and I, it's hard for me to, to say anything negative about the job that Buck has done. He's been unbelievable. But why would you hit, you know, Muzika, left-hand hitter? He's not phenomenal, but I'll take my chances, you know, with the way J.D. Davis has hit. Why would I pitch hit J.D. Davis there? That didn't make sense. And if you notice, after the end of the game, uh, the SNY cameras spanned into the dugout, and Francisco Lindor was talking to Muzika. And I wonder if Muzika was kind of upset. Why would why did he pinch hit for me here? And it looked like Lindor was kind of calming him, you know, saying to him, you know, whatever he said to him to kind of calm him down. I, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. I would have I would have let Muzika hit there, but but whatever. But JD Davis has been terrible. Dom Smith has been terrible. James McCann, who's hurt again, he's been terrible. As a matter of fact, I like. I would rather see Muzika and Nito, you know, platoon behind the plate than McCann. And I know that the pitchers like pitching to him and all that, but he's terrible. He never gets a big hit. He's basically a black hole when he comes up to the plate. He's like an automatic out. They need to upgrade. They need another bat. They need another arm, at least in the bullpen, and they need another legitimate bat. They really do because, you know, they're not getting it from those guys. And they also need Eduardo Escobar to have you know to really pick it up in the second half of the season because he's been a he's been a uh, a disappointment uh, offensively. Now he he made some brilliant defensive plays. You go back to the doubleheader Saturday. How many tremendous defensive plays did, did Escobar make? I mean he saved the game there in the first game with that tremendous defensive play. And then of course JD Davis he didn't hit, but that scoop he made at first base which ended the game ended game one on Saturday. That was about as good as it gets. So he's not hitting at all, but he made a big defensive play there. But Escobar's got to, you know, he's got to start hitting because he really has not. He hasn't. You know, Alonzo's had a terrific first half, leads the major leagues with 78 RBIs. He's got 24 home runs, even though he's kind of cooled off a little bit the last month or so. Uh, but still, tremendous first half for Alonzo on his way to the All-Star game, the home run derby and all of that stuff tonight. Uh, Lindor's had a pretty good first half. 
driven in a lot of runs. What has he got? 65, 66 runs batted in, like 16 home runs. You know, he's had a much better. He's got more RBIs already this year than he had last year. I still worry about Lindor in a big spot, but certainly has had a much better year than last year. Brandon Nimmo has had a terrific first half of the year. I keep saying they got to sign him. He's a critical part, a, a key part of this team. Must sign him. McNeil, who's going to be starting at second base for the All-Star uh, in the All-Star game. Uh, who was it? Uh, Jazz Chisholm was injured. He's not going to be able to play. So McNeil will start tomorrow night. He's batting over 300. He's had a solid first half of the year. Obviously, Stalling Marte's been terrific. He's had some injury issues, but when he's played, he's been really, really good in right field. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, you got to be happy with that. The starting pitching has been really terrific. I mean, considering that the Grom, and we'll still, you know, we'll see if the Grom, he's making all these rehab starts. We'll see if he finally pitches in the second half of the season. Don't hold your breath. Would you really be shocked if he was ready to finally make a start here in the major leagues and got a twinge? You know, I wouldn't surprise me, but we'll see. But they've done all this without the Grom. The starting pitching's been terrific. Max Scherzer's been outstanding. Had that six weeks on the IL. Coming, he's come back and really pitched terrific baseball. The three outings he's had uh, since the, coming back from the injury, and you can't minimize what a leader uh, he's been in that clubhouse. Tremendous, you know. To me, the number one addition the Mets made in the offseason was bringing Buck in. The number two addition is bringing Max Scherzer in. Those guys have been invaluable to this team. You know, Scherzer with his pitching as well as what he's done in the locker room and obviously, you know, what Buck has done. But the starting pitching has been terrific. It really has. Taewon Walker easily could have been an all-star this year. You know, he had a great first half last year. Let's hope he doesn't have the kind of second half uh, this year that he had last year when he kind of fell off the face of the earth, but he's been terrific the first half of the season. David Peterson's pitched very, very well. Solid outing again yesterday. Solid five innings for him. Uh, Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Carrasco, has been good. You know, he's had some bad games, had some games when he got clobbered, uh, specifically against the Houston Astros, but then they do that to a lot of people. But he's been good. You know, as a third or fourth starter, I know his ERA is a little high, but he's won 10 games for the Mets, and he's been good. So overall, you know, the starting pitching has really, really gotten the job done. Tyler McGill, um, when before he got hurt, even Travis Williams has pitched very well for the Mets. He really, really has as a spot starter and as a uh, a guy out of the pen. So starting pitch has been good. The defense has been very good. They've run the bases well. You saw that crazy double steal with Lindor and Marte yesterday when they stole a run in the first inning against the Cubs, even though they went on to lose that game. Uh, so they really play terrific baseball. They play winning baseball. How many games have they won that, you know, really right out of their ass? You look at some of the wins they had this, this year, that comeback win against the Cardinals in St. Louis, uh, that seven-run inning when they beat the Phillies, seven-run ninth inning to come back and beat the Phillies when they were down seven to one or whatever it is, whatever it was in the ninth inning. The uh, combined five guys – combining for that no-hitter earlier in the year against Philadelphia. We go right on down the line. You know, the two wins they had over the Cubs in that doubleheader <laughs> this back Saturday, you know, how they won those games is, you know, how they did it. These, these are games the Mets would never win in the past. So you got to be very happy about the state of the New York Mets right now. Again, to me, need another arm in the bullpen, need another bat in the lineup, specifically a guy that's going to be the everyday DH. Got to get an upgrade from what you had from Davis and Smith. You know, Escobar's got to hit more. 
you know, forget the situation with McCann. You know, why wouldn't the Mets? You know, maybe what the Mets need to do, if they don't go out and get a big bat, and I know Juan Soto is available, but I'm sure the price for Juan Soto would be through the moon if you wanted to try to get him from the Washington Nationals. I mean, you know, he'd look pretty good in a Met uniform. I guess the Yankees, you could say the same about that with him. But nevertheless, uh, they need another bat, need another guy, a, a, a real everyday professional DH. That's what they need in the lineup. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, it's been a tremendous uh, first half of the season for the Mets. You can't say enough as they sit there. Again, 58-35 and 35, uh, leading the uh, National League East. So very happy about that. Hopefully DeGrom will come back. You know my feeling on DeGrom. He comes back, pitches lights out the rest of the year, and then goes off into the sunset when he's a free agent at the end of the year. He can go be hurt for somebody else. The guy has not pitched for a year, but whatever. All right. Beningo with the O the Pain podcast. Uh, you know about KZ Sports Marketing, right? Kenny Zor. Uh, if you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, could be a charity function, corporate golf adding, in-store autograph appearance, give my good buddy Kenny Zor from KZ Sports Marketing a call. Uh, you can text him or call him directly on his cell phone, 516-996-7616, 516-996-7616, or visit kzsportsmarketing.com. He's tough to get, no doubt. But again, 516-996-7616. And of course, coming up on August 8th, the big Marty Lines golf outing out at the uh, uh, Old Westbury Country Club. I believe it's at Old Westbury. Uh, my wife and I will be out there. My wife has been absolutely tearing it up on the golf course. Played yesterday and for nine holes shot a mind-numbing 42. She had four paws yesterday. She's playing... Just brilliant golf. And I, and I got to pick it up. I got to pick up the slack. My wife's beating my ass right now. And, I, and I've said this. I, I probably said this before. And I'm not playing that bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm going out there and chopping the course up. But she's just killing me. I mean, you, I mean, you, you can't make it up. I, mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, really, I mean, she just, yesterday she just was unbelievable. You can't say enough about how good she is playing right now. And, you know, you don't want the situation, like we're going to be playing this Marty Lines golf addict. You don't want a situation where the people we're playing would say, you know, boy, that Beningo, man, he stinks, but damn it, his wife is good. <laughs> you know, I got to be leased up the whole level here. So I got to work on it a little bit more, but she was killing it yesterday. I mean, up and downs for pause. I mean, you can't make it up. I mean, it was unbelievable. Oh, my God. And I'm <laughs> I'm missing putts all over the place. Nobody misses the three-foot putt more consistently than me, you know? Like, I'll have, like, a 20-footer, and I'll make a nice putt. Like, oh, great leg putt. That, you know, I got a two-foot putt, right, that I should make. Nah. Why would I do that? Why the hell would I do that? Unbelievable. But she's been playing great, so. Now, and she's thanking me. Okay, I mean, what are you going to do? It is what it is. Anyway, right now she's just a more consistent golfer than me. It's painful. Um, as far as the Yankees, there's no pain if you're a Yankee fan. The Yankees are 172 games in first place in their division. They might as well just give them the AL East crown now. Uh, after a little bit of a rough week, Yankees actually had a little bit of a rough week. Remember, they lost those last two games to the Red Sox. 
last weekend in Fenway, uh, in Red Sox coming from behind to win both of those games. Then they lose two out of three to the crappy Cincinnati Reds at the stadium and easily could have been swept in that series. Easily. They lose two out of three. They lose that first game on Friday night to Boston coming back at the stadium. And then they beat them up on Saturday and Sunday. Beat them 13-2 to two yesterday. How about Matt Carpenter? Are you kidding me? You know, it is amazing to me how it works with the Yankees. You know, guy could be, you know, looking like he's done, like his career's over. The guy can't play. Matt Carpenter was on the scrap heap after, you know, he had a terrific career with the Cardinals. And what happens? The Yankees pick him up basically out of mothballs, right? And it's like he went to Lords. It's like he got the holy water pulled on him. You know, he puts the pinstripes on, and it's like the holy water comes on your head, and all of a sudden, you can't get him out anymore. I mean, he's, I don't know what the exact numbers are, Matt Carpenter are, but oh my God. And what a fine, what a pickup for the Yankees. I mean, he's kind of been the anti Joey Gallo. I guess the, the, the uh, holy water hasn't really worked for Joey Gallo, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it hasn't worked for him. It has certainly worked for Matt Carpenter. But the Yankees, they're running away with the division. Best record in baseball as they go into the All Star break. Got six guys on the All-Star team, two starters, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. And I will continue to say this. I'm sorry. The MVP of the American League in the first half of the season is Aaron Judge. I don't want to hear about Otani, okay? I understand. He's, you know, he's the modern modern-day Babe Ruth. He pitches, he hits, he's this, he goes left while he's going right. I understand all of that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The guy speaks in tongues. I mean, whatever. Okay, Otani. Oh, oh my! What are they? Ten games under five hundred? The Angels? What is it? I say this all the time. The Angels have maybe the two best players in baseball, and Otani and Trout, and they can't win nothing. They stink. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, I. But whatever. To me, Aaron Judge has been the MVP of the first half. The Yankees got to get him paid. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that contract situation plays out. We'll see. You've heard what I said. If I'm the Yankees. I wait till the very end of the regular season and then I pay him because they got to have this guy. He's the face of the team and he may be the face of baseball right now. So, um, but Judge and Stanton will be in the starting lineup on Tuesday night at the All Star game. They've been unbelievable. Uh, Yankee pitching, you know, Garrett Cole has been terrific. But are you a little worried? I mean, Severino's hurt right now. Maybe he gave up those back to back to back home runs the other night against Cincinnati and then left the game with an injury. You know, Nesta Cortez has kind of come back to the pack a little bit. Montgomery's pitched pretty well. But, you know, you wonder, you know, Jamison Tyon, you know, he had a stretch where he looked great. Then he had a stretch when he's getting beat up. So he's been kind of up and down. Uh, The bullpen, you know, the kid Holmes has come back to the pack a little bit. Chapman has not been very good. He was hurt, but hasn't been great. So you wonder, uh, you know, as we go forward, as the Yankees move in and eventually to the playoffs, when they're going to face the Red Sox who give them trouble maybe, or certainly the, the Houston Astros, you know, there's no team in baseball has more pressure on them to win the world series this year than the Yankees. It's been 13 years since they won been 13 years since they've been to the world series. They've had all these close calls over the last number of years on the Aaron Boone and Joe Girardi, you know, in the Aaron judge uh, era, if you want to call it that they need to win. They need to win the World Series. It's great what they're doing in a regular season. Let them win 120 games, whatever. They have to win the whole thing. They can't get knocked off by Boston in the playoffs or by Houston in the playoffs. 
or by Tampa Bay in the playoffs or whatever. Maybe the Orioles. How about the Orioles? Last time I looked, they were over 500. They'd won like 10 in a row. The Baltimore Orioles. Nobody's talking about that. I mean, what? Unbelievable. Right? 10-game winning streak kind of has really flown under the radar. But they've won like 10 games in a row. Unbelievable. He finally lost to Tampa yesterday. But whatever. They've great first half for Baltimore. But no team has more pressure than the Yankees going into the uh, into the playoffs. They have to win the World Series. You know, the second half of the season, it's just going to be a matter of how many games that are going to win the division by. They're going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They got to go get it done. And uh, to me, there's a lot of pressure on the Yankees and on Aaron Boone. If Aaron Boone doesn't win this year, does he come back? I don't know. What happens with the Aaron Judge contract? What do the Yankees do with that? Uh, do the Yankees have enough pitching? Is the bullpen good enough? You know, we'll see. We'll see as uh, we close in on the uh, on the All-Star break and as we get into the second half of the regular season in Major League Baseball. And one thing, and, and you know I can't stand interleague play, and it's going to get worse next year, but you know I absolutely can't stand it. But we do have those four games coming up. I guess the Mets come back against the Padres uh, starting Friday, second half of the season. Yankees actually have another doubleheader with the Astros. I guess that's Thursday. That's You got to see those games. Yankees-Astros is as good as it gets right now as far as I'm concerned. But after the Mets play San Diego, the Yankees come in for two games at City Field. Now, they only play four times this year. Thank God for that. I hate when they play six times. I hate it. I hate playing them in general. But uh, that will be interesting coming up. All right. Everybody, enjoy the All-Star weekend. Enjoy the All-Star break at the Home Run Derby tonight. Pete Alonzo going for his third third Home Run Derby um, championship. You got the All-Star game tomorrow. As I said, you got four Mets, six Yankees in it. So you got a lot of uh, New York flavor coming up in the All-Star game. Everybody, enjoy it. Enjoy your week. Uh, it's going to be a hot week. A crummy day today with all the rain, but then 90 degrees the rest of the week. So everybody, enjoy your summer week. Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. Don't forget, again, a week from Friday at the Hackensack Brewing Company, our next live podcast. Everybody, enjoy it. All the love. And uh, I'll talk to you uh, on, uh, on Friday um, with more. Take care, everybody.